morning, everyone. It's Friday, October 30th. This is This Week in XR. I'm your co-host, Charlie Fink, Forbes tech columnist. Uh, with me is my partner in crime, Ted Chilowitz, the futurist for Paramount Pictures. And today, our guest host is Jerry Ellsworth, the founder and CEO of Tilt 5. Welcome, everybody. Well, it's been quite a week of tech news. I think everybody is rushing to get their news out before the world comes to an end next week. Let us just hope it turns out to be a lot more like Y2K and a lot less like Venezuela. <laughs> you know, it's funny you say that. That's exactly the same words that came out of our mouth uh, as we we're putting our press release together over the last few weeks. Got to get it done before the election. Hurry, hurry, hurry. So uh, Jerry's company just raised $7.5 million, Series A, right? Correct. After, after a fantastic Kickstarter uh, last year raised $1.75 million. I'm going to let Jerry describe uh, what Tilt 5 does and the product they hope to bring out soon. Yeah, Tilt 5 is a pretty simple product. It's um, We're an AR hardware company. We do AR glasses. They're super lightweight. You slip them on, flip open a game board in front of you and your friends and family, and this magical game world just expands out in front of you in front of on the table. And, uh, you know, if your friends can't be with you in the same room to play, uh, we can link up game boards over uh, um, the internet as well. And you can feel like you're in the same room together because in our headset, we have built-in speakers, microphones, and sensors that, you know, track objects in your hands. And it just really, it's really uh, brings people together. And, and how is it going to be? Is it going to be like a bundle with a board and certain number of glasses and controllers? How's that going to work? Yeah, we have a solo pack for folks that want to play like solo video games or solo board games. It comes with a wand and the headset and the game board. And then we have a group pack, which comes with three headsets, three wands and a board, you know, and it's priced appropriately for a family. And, and when, are, when are we going to see these in the market? We're starting to trickle them out right now. So a bunch of developers have been developing oh, games. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I hope there are some <laughs> writers on that list. Yep. Yep. I cannot wait to check it out. Happy Halloween, everybody. I'm, I'm wearing my uh, Halloween mask today. Not just any mask, but my Halloween mask mask. So now I can take it off because I'm far away from people. And uh, as Charlie knows, uh, I'm in an exotic location today, taking a little bit of a, a vacation with a close friend of mine uh, out on the water. That's our, uh, that's our domicile. Nice. And, uh, I, um, Jerry, remind me, is... Is this connected in some way, shape, or form to something years ago I tested out called Cast AR? Is there a connection it is. to that? Yeah, yeah. It has a lot of DNA with Cast AR. You know, mm -hmm. So the, the quick story is actually I developed this technology when I was working at Valve Software, uh, purchased it from Valve, started a startup super early in the whole XR hype cycle called Cast AR. You know, unfortunately, that didn't work out. But a group of us purchased all the technology and improved on it over the last few years to find the product. And so that's very, very cool. Yeah, I was and a so, big fan of Castor. I saw it at a couple of trade shows. I saw it at the Dice Gaming Show. They had a demonstration oh. of it. Um, and you know, as a kid that grew up playing a little D and D and playing board games, and we still play board games, my wife and I. The idea of combining the love of board games, which I see behind you, all of them. Um, with a technology layer that's relatively simple, like you're not talking about a, a very expensive, like compute-based headset, right? It's it's two hundred ninety-nine um, something that's affordable, right? Yep. How much? Yep. Well, how much was it? Two hundred ninety-nine. 
$299. Yeah, there's yeah. a quest too. Charlie and I are very much looking forward to it. <laughs> very, yeah, very you know, good. our whole objective was, um, you know, XR, the XR space is really complicated. You can go really deep and have really complicated experiences. And, and this time around, we tried to condense everything down that was super easy for people to understand. Like the best parts of video games meet the best parts of board games. And it's like a spectrum anywhere in between. Like if you know how to play a board game, you can play our system. If you can play a video game, you're gonna love our system because it's like a video game on steroids. Yeah, I really can't wait. We're very excited to try it. It is a great idea and an idea whose time has come. So, yes. um, let's, so, so let's, let's hit the news. Let's hit the good news first. Okay, the good news is not only is Ted in a real location, um, but um, Ted, are you gonna be able to see the Mandalorian tonight? I, I could, but I think I'll go out sailing instead. <laughs> but I do have internet, as you can see, so I will be able to watch it. But and on our side of it, obviously, the virtual production part of it is a big deal for us, right? Yeah. Yeah. In fact, um, Unreal is stepping up its education efforts around virtual production. Uh, and if you look at my column in Ford yep. today, um, for those appropriately techy, uh, you will find a link to um, day of talks that includes Bob Zemeckis and other Hollywood types um, talking about virtual production and Unreal Engine. So, and, and in fact, at, at Chapman University, where I teach, we're, we're making an effort to start incorporating more Unreal Engine-based virtual production. So uh, we have, obviously, the pandemic has shown um, the benefits of uh, working with these, I guess you would call it improved green screens for lay people uh, that allow us to be virtually present yes. um, and not build multi, you know, some of the sets you see you know, cost tens of millions of dollars. And obviously this is uh, not cheap, but it's not tens of millions of dollars. So it's a whole different way of going on location that I think we're gonna see more and more of. Um, the fidelity of the uh, game engines today just blow away things of, you know, even film quality tech of a decade put, ago. And you can do that in your home now. They put the R in VR and AR. And I think that's a big obstacle for us, right? Because the word reality, people get into it. They're like, wait, wait, it's like a cartoon. And, uh, yeah. and you know, the, uh, the complaints just start from there. Right? You can't walk anywhere. Um, I don't happen, as a heavy user, I don't happen to think that's a big deal. But for somebody just getting into VR, it, it doesn't make intuitive sense that you can't walk around. And, and then, of course, some of the walking technologies, like the walking technology in VR chat, are, are terrible, so that so that doesn't help. Yeah, uh, locomotion in VR has been you know thorn in our side for yeah. ever, forever. So I think the biggest news of the week, of course, is that the Fang companies all reported record earnings. Uh, no surprise, since they've been booming in the pandemic, and this is during a week, of course, while where the um, Dow is taking it on the chin. So um, you know, of course, not unexpected. What was surprising is how Facebook, well, you know, they, they're starting to lose uh, users on the mothership. It's just kind of old, kind of cluttered. It looks like the internet in 2004, and it just uh, is starting to um, lose people's interest. There are better services. Uh, we've talked so much about TikTok and Snapchat, which is a camera-first AR-based company. So, um, 
you know, it was interesting to hear them doubling down. And of course, they reported in their own vague way that, as I predicted, uh, the Quest 2 is going to be the um, must-have item of the Christmas season, and uh, they expect to sell out of them soon. So... Uh, yeah. That's, I, again, I don't know how you buy all of the commercials of the World Series and then run out of inventory again. But, uh, I guess that's, that's just, they're going to war with the supply chain that they have. Yeah. It is well, interesting that the growing pains are really, they are struggling with the success of that. Uh, and they, you know, there are more people that want these things than they can supply now, which is a good problem to have, but it's still a problem. You're 100% right about Facebook knowing they have to reinvent themselves. Much easier said than done, right? It's why they bought Instagram. It's why they buy what, buy what WhatsApp. Uh, but they have a deep understanding that they have to modernize. Uh, and there's a risk every time you modernize of losing some of your customer base. So that's a tricky thing, you know? Yes. Now, there's a new company on the scene, a new company that I guess is not new to everybody else, was completely new to me. But they broke news at a Series E round, $100 million. And of course, I'm talking yeah. about the Patrick Mahomes-backed uh, 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 company called Woot. Um, so I looked them up, right? $100 million, what the heck? And, yeah. uh, and Whoop is a company, yeah, Ted is right. It's like Fitbit, but it's like Fitbit meets Peloton. Right, because hooked into you know an app-based health lifestyle system that includes personalized coaching and you know monthly subscriptions, of course. Which you know, of course, monthly subscriptions, right, is the holy grail <laughs> of the uh, yeah. electronic media business, right? You, that's the you know trick of streaming services, right? You get revenue whether they're watching or not. Yeah, and Charlie, you and I are both uh, golf fans, and I've actually seen some of the PGA players. It's a very distinctive band because it's got like a little cover on the screen so that it's a little bit more of a fashion accessory than just a piece of tech. And even that slight little nuance apparently is doing really well with a certain type of customer base. Um, so uh, like you mentioned, Patrick Mahomes, Mahomes is behind it and a lot of other big athletes. And yeah, a bunch of PGA guys are behind it too. Yeah, I'm, uh, I wonder what's uh, defensible about it though. Like, what uh, prevents Apple from just uh, cloning their feature set? And let's and let's not forget Google. Just I think yeah. they they just closed their Fitbit deal, which must have been announced nine months ago. Two point one billion dollars. <laughs> so uh, that must have uh, felt very good to Whoop's investors uh, because it, you know, obviously vastly increased the value uh, of their service. So uh, be interesting to see what direction Google takes Fitbit. And I think you're absolutely right, Jerry, as with most things having to do with wearable tech, uh, Apple remains to be heard from in a decisive way. So that kind of hangs over our industry like the sort of Damocles. I think in your case, the good news is I think it's unlikely that Apple is going to be focused anytime soon <laughs> on board games and family entertainment uh, and live family entertainment, I should say. So Exactly. Uh, I don't think it's really in their DNA. And uh, the bar that they're going to have to hit for a, a wearable AR product is so high that right. uh, we have to let Moore's Law progress a quite a bit more before we see an Apple product. Terry, do you have a unit that you can show to our to our? I do, yeah, I have one right here. Okay, so I'm gonna describe it since people are, are um, 
listening to the podcast, they look like a little like ski goggles um, in terms of their size. It, they, it, it's got sort of reflective, polarized looking glasses. And then above it is a strip where I presume the sensors reside. Correct, correct. Uh, and it looks yeah, like so it's quite lightweight. Yep, it's about 85 grams. Um, so you can just slip it on just like a pair of glasses. You don't have to like ratchet anything to your head and it's just it looks like it looks like where are the batteries are they Oh, there's a cable so you plug it into your phone or your PC So that's how it gets power and that's how you connect, you know to your applications And you still drape uh, like a gray when I did it it was like a gray Kind of fabric Well, now it's just like this board you just flip it open just like a game board board. And then all your holograms just present themselves right in front of you. Oh my gosh. Yeah I know it's perfect. Well, this is nerd candy, I gotta say. Yeah, we're very yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, the, the, the so, challenge in XR and AR is like Moore's law, you can't break Moore's law and the laws of physics, you can't break it. You know, photons only bend so fast and um, it's gonna take years and years before we have the glasses that are as thin as a, you know, a pair of prescription yeah. glasses that do all yeah. the magical things we see in movies. So that's, yeah. You know, our, our system's perfect for sitting in your home and having a fantastic time. You're not going to wear it walking down the streets. We are like, very much rooting for you. Yeah, they, I mean, that's, that's what I like about them. And we're seeing that, by the way, in enterprise, right? Where, where AR is successful, it's a tool. You can put it on to do a certain activity and then they take it off. So I like the idea of doing that in the home. You put them on when you want to play this game or yeah. these kinds of games. And then you take them off when you're done. So there's no, like all day every day you have to be a swiss army knife you just have to do this one thing really really well it's really refreshing that the um kind of entire marketplace for xr has kind of retracted back from like the extreme hype like all the oops jerry is a little frozen i don't know what that looks like um but hopefully uh the recording is going on. Let me bop over to the next subject. Oh, Jerry's back. Oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Darn internet. This is technology. It's going to glitch up. And we just have to accept that because the benefits are so freaking amazing. Yeah, I was just saying that, um, you know, I I think that it's great where we are in the entire evolution of XR, that we're past the extreme hype. All the companies out there were like saying that, you know, next week XR is going to be like, everything you've seen in the movies. And of course it didn't turn out like that. And now all the big companies are having to retract back into their spaces. Like, you know, HoloLens is very enterprise focused. Magic Leap is enterprise focused. Google Glass is medical and, and there's less hype. Well, and they're, and they're fishing where the fish are, right? I mean, there's a big funnel. It starts with your research institutions and the military and DARPA and InQtel and all that kind of big dollar development and then it funnels down to enterprise many of by many of the same companies migrating their own technology for example microsoft and and then finally it gets down to 299 dollars and the oculus quest too so mm-hmm. i think the funnel is working as it should and enterprise is the right place for head mounted ar displays to be piloted it's like every market, every market in history. I can't point back to a market that instantly um, emerged. They all evolved know, in well, the same way. Ted likes to say that uh, he's not a futurist, he's a pastist. Right. 
So, <laughs> so we've seen this movie before if we want to yes. look at it in the right way. Uh, yes. Although, as always, the future is terrifying and unknowable. A, uh, a very good theme for this week. So uh, the last big story I wanted to talk about was actually happened last week and I didn't cover it, was TechSee. Uh, another see what I see, uh, kind of right on the screen like the Euphoria chalk. Uh, and they raised $30 million. Of course, um, uh, there have been some big uh, acquisitions in this space, notably Stream went for half a billion dollars. Um, so clearly there's a lot of interest in this um, technology that leverages, you know, the device that already have in their hand. Yeah. I, I think really what's interesting is that it's interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I think what's interesting is that I or a lot of analysts are saying that post COVID, you know, our use of, you know, telepresence, virtual twins, you know, Zoom meetings isn't going to retract. It's just going to continue to accelerate or stay stay stable. So great investment for those investors to uh, propel these different technologies forward. Right. Well, and what I think is, is incredibly impactful now, and I, I think is not, like it's getting coverage, but I don't think it's getting the coverage that its impact is actually going to be recognized, is these extraordinarily large companies are letting their employees know that the world has changed and they do not need to come back to an office setting ever unless they work in a specific factory-oriented, build-oriented, you know, because they can do meetings and they can do their computer work and they can do everything from whatever environment they want, including like an exotic environment like this that I'm at right now. As long as you have connectivity, you can work from anywhere. The economic and societal impact, like if you, I'm, I imagine you've been up to Redmond, right? And you know how much office space, some owned by Microsoft, some leased by many real estate companies. It's a city within a city within a city amount of real estate that now they are saying basically, oh, we don't really need it anymore. Like <laughs> the dynamic of that change is going to be unbelievable and far reaching that I think we've yet to even begin to grasp how big it's going to be able to change in our societal behavior and use case. Um, well, I think that's a, a great place to wrap up this week. Ted, um, great to see you in you such too. exotic locale. Uh, I'm in my office and I'm just choosing not to show people the poster on the wall behind me. Uh, Jerry, clearly you are, are you at home? I am at home, yeah. Yeah, it's uh, you guys my game room. Remote? Yep, but we've been all remote. Um, you know, our company was uh, founded, you know, starting out remote. We had just got our new office and moved in and got comfortable, got the pinball machines put in there, and then everyone had to evacuate. So, you know, I, I check out the security cameras every once in a while, make sure no one's broken in there. And it's it's hilarious because all the employees came through and like tipped everything over as they're grabbing their terminals and laptops to go home. And it just looks like it's been, you know, looted. So, so if a looter came in there, they'd be like, oh, somebody got here first. Exactly, exactly. Well, send us a, send us a kit, test kit when you're ready and Charlie and I will play it on our next podcast. We'll, I got to send we'll you two so you can play together. Absolutely. I love it. Absolutely. Jerry, great to see you. Thank you so much. Yes. Ted and everybody else, good luck to us all next week. Uh, and um, keep your fingers crossed for a uh, happy ending to this um, insane story. Yes, indeed. I'm, I'm heading back everything. on the boat. I'm heading back on the boat. So if I need a, to plan a quick escape, I'm ready to go. <laughs> all nice. right, everybody. Have a great weekend. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. <laughs>